This is Witness Radio with Ryan Muniak, where you learn biblical evangelism from real-life encounters. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Our call-in line is 513-900-8070, and the website is witnesstalkradio.org. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Answers in Genesis, an apologetics ministry that's dedicated to helping Christians defend their faith and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Visit witnesstalkradio.org slash AIG to see their latest resources. Welcome to the show, everybody. As you know, I'm Ryan. I'm the host of the show, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Elaine, who is the newest addition to Witness Radio. If you don't know, we also do another show called the Faith and Family Radio Show. You can find that at faithfamilyradio.com. Isn't that right, honey? Yes, or check us out on Facebook or Twitter. So it it has been a while since we have done a radio show because, like usual, my work schedule has been crazy. And praise the Lord, we just hired somebody. That is a blessing. Yeah, so hopefully my my schedule will go back to normal and we'll be able to get the radio shows out uh, Mm -hmm. on a normal basis again. I'm looking forward to that. I'm not holding my breath on this, but <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I know that you guys had two, actually, and one's already fallen short. But... Well, we, we've had a lot of people that yeah. have applied yeah. and quit or But uh, we'll think positive. I agree yeah. with you. We should think positive about it. Yes. I'm going to I'm gonna pull a Joel Osteen. I'm going to claim that promise. No, don't do that. No? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> see, that's why you have your wife on the show to tell you not to do things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't go Joel Osteen on this show. <laughs> Anyway, maybe you're wondering what, what's been going on with us lately, uh, aside from working like crazy and mm-hmm. taking care of, for you, taking care of four children like 24 hours a day because mm-hmm. I'm working so much. Yeah. Uh, we actually have some guests in studio today. We have Jennifer Pepling from Christian Collegian Network. AKA oh, Giggles. Yes. <laughs> so you may hear a short cameo here and there if I ever say anything funny. Mm-hmm. And we also have a guest that we're going to interview in a moment. Her name is Leah. We also have uh, somebody who just won't stop pointing a camera in (laughs) my face. Uh, It's not exactly right in my face. But Eddie Roman is here from Living Waters. And I I knew he was going to do that (laughs) once I I said something. By the way, go to livingwaters.com for... Hell's Best Kept Secret, True and False Conversion, great messages, foundational to the ministry. Living Waters is, we actually work for Living Waters, we're the Ohio representatives, but they're a wonderful ministry that teaches people how to Mm -hmm. share their faith biblically the same way Jesus did. Mm -hmm. And we have seen, I mean, it's not only impacted our lives, we've seen it impact many others. Um, One fellow, uh, the dentist, Anthony Silvestro, that you met, he was greatly impacted by the two-in-one CD, wasn't he, honey? Yes. Yes. He he was sitting there cleaning the house with his wife, and they were listening to it, and they just stopped dead in their tracks Mm -hmm. because they were blown away by what was in those messages. and. The true and false conversion was actually a message that helped me to realize that I was a false convert. I thought I was a Christian, but I really wasn't. You know, I said that prayer, I walked that aisle, I raised the hand, but it meant nothing Mm -hmm. because my life wasn't changed. My heart wasn't changed. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to see, like, when you heard that message, how it, like, really clicked, like, wow, I was not saved. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it really opened my eyes and explained a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Right. So it's been a blessing to our family as well as many, many others. Yeah. So anyway, going back to why in the world Eddie Roman from Living Waters is here, Mm -hmm. he is recording certain things that we're doing over the next few days Mm -hmm. for season five of the Way of the Master TV show. It's finally going to come out (laughs) within the next 10 years. I, 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 I almost, so I almost guarantee it. Yeah, no. I, like, they, they come out with a season, what, like every 20 years, something like that? And you still tell me, like, we got to, honey, honey, there's a sale. We got to go get it. We got to go get it. Yeah, we, we, we do have seasons yeah. one through four sitting up there, which yeah. they are available at livingwaters.com. I think we've shilled Living Waters quite enough, though. Um. All right. So after the break, we're going to bring our guest, Leah Jesse, on. She is a mission. Well, she was a missionary in China mm-hmm. where she was ducking the police and throwing out gospel tracts left and right in the middle of the night. Picture her in dead of night, all black with the dress and the headscarf, scaling walls. And <laughs> I, I would have us play some like Mission Impossible music or something, know, but right? you know, we don't want to get sued for copyright yeah, infringement. That's true. So, yeah, after the break. <laughs> We'll have Leah Jesse on the show. This is Witness Radio. Go to witnesstalkradio.org for more episodes. Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. There are things that cause the heart to wonder. Awe-inspiring things that can't be explained. That you never thought you would see. After more than 4,000 years, it's your moment to encounter the Ark. The voyage begins again, July 7. You're listening to Witness Radio. We are here with a, a great friend of ours that we met kind of online, kind of through Ohio Fire Friends, and she just got back from a mission trip in China. Leah, can you tell us a little bit of your testimony, how you came to know the Lord? Sure. Well, I grew up in a Christian home, and I had a similar story to many people. I thought I was a Christian just for being in a Christian home and for saying the sinner's prayer when I was maybe six or seven, but there was no true change of heart. I didn't really have a strong desire to read the Bible or pray. I just kind of went through the motions, but... As I got older, just through reading the Bible and um, hearing the gospel and also learning that I can truly trust the Bible, I repented of my sin and put my faith in Jesus, and God changed my heart. He gave me a desire to share the gospel and to read His Word more. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, you were at one point a missionary in China. What's Before we get into exactly what you were doing, what is China like? Yeah. Just, just the culture, the, the, the country, what is that all like? Well, it's a lot different than it is here. Being an Asian culture, there's people like to live in the cities a lot more even than here. And China especially is a communist country, so they try to restrict religion 
Um, people aren't allowed to share their faith. Um, something I think about when I think of missionary in China is I think of the the persecution that must take place, or, or at least in my mind that I think takes place there. What is that like? How does the government respond to Christianity? They try to restrict how much Christians can share their faith. They basically say, we'll approve certain churches, and you can go to those churches if you're approved by the government, but you can't start your own church. You can't share your faith with a stranger. Mm-hmm. And what are those churches like, the approved churches? How are they different than other well, churches? They're basically approved by the government. The pastors are approved by the government. Their sermons are all pre-approved by the government. Are they special? Um, would you say that they're, the message is different, like the, the way they present the gospel, the way they, they teach their congregation? It could definitely be. I've heard of that before. They're not allowed to mention certain things. I think like they're not allowed to talk about Jesus coming back. Hmm. Um, yeah, especially things about Jesus, like mm-hmm. his resurrection from the dead and so forth. Hmm. I wonder if that's like a fear, like... You know, when when Jesus first came, there was a fear of him taking over the government. So it it almost sounds kind of like if they're not mentioning his return, if there's like a little bit of fear there. What what's your most memorable experience um, being on this mission field this past time? Because you've been a couple of times, right? Yeah. Um, This past time, probably, well, probably one of the most exciting moments was when I almost got caught distributing tracts, but I just barely escaped. But there were a lot of good memories. Like, I was able to teach mm-hmm. some children in a Christian school underground, and also I was able to meet some Chinese Christians as well. I, I gotta ask, what's the food like? <laughs> it, do, do they call it Chinese food in China? Or do they just call it food? They just call it it's food. food. <laughs> it's, is it good, or or is it... Do we not know Chinese food here in America? It is a bit different. It's a lot more varied. And Chinese food there, like the traditional Chinese food that you would imagine in a Chinese restaurant, it's pretty good. Um, Some Chinese food, like, they have their own version of KFC, and Mm -hmm. they have their own version of Lay's chips, and they're really Hmm. not good. So they, like, how we Americanize, like, Chinese food and Mexican food, they Chineseize. Yeah. How do you say that? <laughs> they Chinese. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I love Chinese food. I, I'll admit, like, I, 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 yeah, buffets are awesome. But so, do you think you want to go into mission work full time, or was this just kind of something that was, you know, an opportunity that presented itself, but you're maybe going to look into other mission, uh, not mission ministry? Well, work? um. I did think about being there long-term as a missionary, but mm-hmm. I think it would probably be best to wait. And right now, I'm just doing short-term trips, like two or three weeks at a time, mm-hmm. twice a year. What made you decide China? Like, yeah. why why did you decide, you know, that's where I want to go be a missionary, or that's where I want to go on a mission trip, China? What, why was China your, your go-to place? Well, I've wanted to be a missionary to all sorts of countries, actually. First, it was India, but Mm -hmm. that just never worked out. And China was the first missions opportunity that came up. I was able to go with some friends of mine. Mm -hmm. So that's just where I've been ever since. But I'm praying that if the Lord wills, that he'll open up some other countries, too. Now, you have ministered in other countries. Like, I know even... 
on your way back, you kind of had a scary experience with in an airport, right? Yeah. Well, on my way back from China, I went through a country called Qatar. It's a small Muslim country on the Saudi Arabian Peninsula. Mm-hmm. And being a Muslim country, it's very illegal to share the gospel. So I thought, well, in the airport on my layover, I'll try to secretly distribute tracts just like I do in China. It would mm-hmm. be the same, right? Yeah. But the security there is way more tight. Mm-hmm. I did get a few tracts out, but right as I was about to get on the plane, they confronted me and asked me what I had in my pockets. And when mm-hmm. I took out my pockets, there were all those gospel tracts that I had left over. So <laughs> they questioned me and said, why are you doing this? Is anyone else doing it with you? Mm-hmm. But thankfully, they let me get on the plane. Yeah, that's that's a, a, a God thing right there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine it going uh, better for you, considering they caught you with illegal... It's illegal materials there, isn't it? Right. That's scary. Um, what did you do in China or, you know, these other places that you visited when you, when you found yourself in these situations that were so, um, intimidating and scary? Right. Take, take us like through a typical day in the life of a Chinese missionary. Okay. Well, it depends because, like, I've spent trips where I distribute gospel literature and trips where I was teaching. Mm. I could tell you about both, basically. Well, for distributing gospel literature, basically we will drive out with another missionary in his car to unreached villages in remote China, Western Mm. China, and we'll get out in groups. We look at a map first to see the layout of the town or village, and we take gospel literature and we place it at each home, like all over the doors and Mm. the bicycles and markets. And in the Muslim areas, we go inside the mosques as well. We usually do that from about midnight to four or five in the morning. Wow. And then we drive (laughs) back to our hotel. Now, is it hard for you guys to be up that late at night? I mean, because I know that's like daytime here. Mm -hmm. So do you have a rough time adjusting? No, actually, yeah, because we sleep during the day when we're doing these crumbing missions and we work at night. So here it would be like sleeping at night and being awake during the day. I would have trouble with that (laughs) because I I am flipped. Yeah. How are the Chinese responding to the gospel over there? When you are actually able to engage and get into conversations, how does that go? Um, How how does that work in in a country where it's kind of restricted too? Is it more like private meetings or do you are you bold do you go right out in the in the streets and start sharing with people well this past year i did share the gospel with some chinese people like some of my chinese teachers or chinese friends that i made and it was they listened politely like i think it's part of their culture to listen to other people Mm. so they would listen but you really need to use God's word there, because a lot of missionaries have gone there before, like, they'll just say, well, just believe, and, like, they try to soften the gospel Mm -hmm. to make it not so Mm -hmm. hard for people to hear, or I'm not sure how to say it, but Mm -hmm. just more culturally acceptable, but they leave out important parts. I've heard a lot of times they'll go over there, and much like any other short-term mission trip, they'll just go and they'll do projects like work projects, humanitarian not, type humanitarian work. stuff instead yeah. and not share the gospel mm-hmm. is, is that kind of what you deal with a little bit i've heard of that too 
And like one of my Chinese teachers that I shared the gospel with several times, mm -hmm. she said that in her village um, many years ago, a missionary came and spread Christianity, but he didn't give them Bibles or anything. And mm -hmm. so a lot of false teachings came up and people thought that they were Christians, but sadly they were false converts. Mm -hmm. So is that, that part of your conversation though, is correcting the, the bad theology? Yeah, sometimes because in China there's so few Bibles mm -hmm. available that... Even in churches, because they don't have God's word, it's so easy to go astray. Now, you guys also were distributing Bibles too, right? Not just the, the religious yeah. materials. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Do you guys deal with a lot of the prosperity gospel message in China? I know in Africa, it is growing like mm -hmm. wildfire. It's being spread like a disease. Yeah. I haven't dealt with it personally, but mm -hmm. I've heard of it okay. before. So one thing I didn't know about China is that it has a very large Muslim community. Did you get a chance to witness to any Muslims? And if so, how are they responding to the gospel? Are they pretty open to hearing as well? Well, I haven't shared the gospel personally with any Muslims, but my close friend over there who I work with has. Mm -hmm. And he said there's been some Muslims that do seem to be open to the gospel, so that's good. One, yes, yeah. yes, that's just, that's awesome, because they need Christ, too. Absolutely, they do. Mm -hmm. So, when you are out and you're doing your, your crowing trips, do you get into a lot of one-to-one -one conversations, or well, is it more just toss and go? Well, first, can Leah, can you explain what crumbing is to our listeners who may not know? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I thought we got into that already. No, 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 yeah. that's okay. Well, crumbing is a code word that we use in China for distributing gospel literature. Because mm -hmm. like when you're smuggling the Bible in, we call the Bible bread because mm -hmm. it's the bread of life. And so a portion of the Bible is a crumb. So I love that. Crumbing. I love it. <laughs> so now, are, are we allowed to use these terms on the air? Because I don't want us to yeah. Uh, yeah. blow your cover. Well, I won't mention my full name, and I won't mention the specific area that we work. Okay. Now, are there opportunities for discipleship there, or is it mostly you crumbing and then having to go on to the next place? Well, we actually put our contact information on each tract, mm. so it's like an anonymous version of Facebook or email okay. that China has. So people Great. can contact us through it, and we actually have had people. That way they can ask us questions or talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, and ha have you had people respond and, and interact via those? Yeah, we have. Wow. What have, what have they said? Like, stop doing this. We're, we're, we're going to find you and kill you or something. <laughs> yeah, we have had that. We had a policeman uh, contact us through and say, stop doing this. And like, oh. if I ever catch you doing it, it's going to be trouble. I don't remember what exactly he said. <laughs> wow. But yeah. then we have, we've had other people like, well, how did you get this to us? Or, mm -hmm. you know, thanks for sharing this with me. And I'm sharing it with all my friends. And it's just perfect to share That's with awesome. others. Praise God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What advice do you maybe have for young people like you that are interested in missions? Is there anything like that maybe you wish you had known or you didn't know going into the mission field? Like, is it a long process? Maybe they're not thinking about that. Or um, Do you need to go through training? four years of Bible college or yeah. anything like that? Well, first of all, be sure that you know how to share the true gospel. Like, and you should share the gospel wherever you live, whether mm -hmm. it's here in the States or in England or That's New right. Zealand or Australia. 
just because there's people who need to hear the gospel. Right. And you don't have to go overseas to do it. I think a lot of people, they, when they think of sharing the gospel, that's what they think of as missionaries. But I mean, you're, you've been home a while now and you come out with us and share on a regular basis, even at home. So, yeah. Yes. And for those of you who don't know how to share the gospel biblically, go to biblicalevangelism.com and you can be trained up in the school of biblical evangelism. Right. <laughs> Leah, um, what are your future plans? I know that you've gone on a couple mission trips. Are you planning on going on more? Yeah. After the Ohio Fire Conference next year, I'm planning on doing a missions trip. So I'm hoping to bring about 25 people and basically we'll be distributing tens of thousands of gospel literature to unreached people in China. So I'm really excited. Where do you get your gospel literature? Like, is it just like little, like million dollar bills, like from Living Waters? Or are they more like big booklets, like the Why Christianity booklet from Living Waters? (laughs) Well, the booklets (laughs) that we usually use, um, they're from World Missionary Press. And basically, it's two or three hundred Bible verses that explain salvation, how to be saved, and basic theology. Very cool. So so it's all scripture. Yeah. That is really neat. I like that. Mm -hmm. I've always liked... Uh, using the gospel tracts that are basically just scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even have one with Christian Collegian Network, the pa- uh, parent ministry of our stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a gospel tract that's basically all scripture sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. So that's very cool. Well, yeah. that's what has power to save is God's word. It's not any arguments that we can give. It's giving them God's word. So do you have, this is more of a personal question that I want to know, do you have any uh, missionaries that you look up to that are have kind of inspired you to on the mission field? From the past or present? From the past or present, any. Okay. Any. <laughs> Definitely from the present, Dennis Green, he's been a huge encouragement. He was the one that I went with the first time to China. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just say Brother Eugene. Okay. He's the missionary that I work with in China. He's really encouraging as well. Mm-hmm. And then from the past... Gladys Aylward and um, Hudson Taylor, they all really encouraged me with their lives. Okay, great. And Hudson Taylor, he actually was saved via a gospel track, correct? Right. That's very cool. I know Mark Spence, who works with Living Waters, he was saved by reading a gospel track, too. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well... Enough with the shameless plugs for Living Waters. I, I really hope they're going to pay for this big sponsorship. I know, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be right back after a quick break. The children of Lima, Peru face many difficulties. Hunger, neglect, abuse, and most importantly, a lack of the gospel. Heart of Christ Ministries seeks to bring the gospel and to fulfill the other needs of the children please consider partnering with us. You can sponsor a child for just $25 a month, and there are many other ways to help. Please visit hofcm.org. Here's how VidAngel lets you watch movies for $1. You buy a movie for $20. Don't worry, it ends up being $1. Since you own the movie, you can legally set your filters. Now, watch your movie. Then, with the click of a button, sell it back to us for $19 of credit. That means each movie is only $1. It's that simple. Buy for $20, set filters, watch it, sell it back for $19. Enjoy your $1 movie. Sign up at witnesstalkradio.org slash vidangel. 
You're listening to Windows Radio. Welcome back to Witness Radio again. WitnessTalkRadio.org is where you go for more information about the show and more episodes. We are talking with Leah Jesse, a former missionary to China. Well, I guess still kind of a current missionary. You're just going a part-time missionary. There we go. So she goes to China regularly to share the gospel with people, and she's just kind of telling us about some of her adventures over there. Mm-hmm. Leah, again, thank you for being on the show. Yes. We know kind of what you do while you're there, and we know that uh, you've actually had resp- good and bad responses to crumbing, which is gospel literature. What about while you're out there on the streets, you know, in the middle of the night, what are some of the craziest things that you've had to deal with? Well, probably the craziest thing was last year I was with three of my friends and we were distributing gospel literature in this Muslim town. And we split up into two groups doing two sides of the town. And the police came looking for us. And so we had to, like, one time my friend and I ran down an alley to escape. Another time we had to hide, like, in a bank doorway. And once we could only, like, duck in front of a car... And then two of my other friends got arrested that night. They were caught and taken to the police station and questioned, and then they were kicked out of China. Oh, wow. So, now, what about you? Have, you? have you ever been caught, beaten, whipped, tortured? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. When we get caught, when foreigners get caught distributing gospel literature, the worst thing that can happen is just to have your visa canceled and you have to leave China and you Mm. can't come back. See, that makes it sound less scary to me because I've always pictured Chinese missionaries, like, if you got caught, that they would, like Ryan's describing, hang you from, like, a rope and and beat you. (laughs) Yeah, that's what they do to Chinese Christians, but they kind of want to keep a good reputation with foreign Mm -hmm. tourists, basically. So, yeah. So, So it's good to be a, a foreigner yeah. to share the gospel in China. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I know that the there's a lot of talk about the underground church mm-hmm. just booming in China. What do you know about that? Yeah. Well, the underground church is mostly growing in eastern China. And I haven't spent a whole lot of time in eastern China. Mm-hmm. Mostly we work in northwestern China that's largely unreached. Mm-hmm. In some places there's no known Christians, no known churches at all. Wow. But from what I've heard about the church in eastern China, it is growing quite rapidly. And you've actually visited an underground church, haven't you? Yeah. And the, you showed us pictures a while ago, and I remember Ryan couldn't believe it. He's like, this doesn't look like you guys are in a cave. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> he was he was shocked, and I was too. It, it's not typically how people perceive an underground church, but it is still like a hidden private sort of worship deal, isn't it? Yeah. And certain areas of China are more lenient than others. Mm-hmm. Like Beijing, the capital city, is very strict, I've heard. But then some other areas in the countryside, not so much. Is it like you got to go through like a, a secret bookcase or something <laughs> hidden behind the walls and stuff like that? I haven't seen any of those. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's just in the movies, honey. Oh. And I, I don't think those are underground churches that they're going into. <laughs> Those are like secret laboratories. <laughs> yes, I live in a fantasy world. It's okay. <laughs> so have you thought about bringing your siblings? Because you take them out here. Have Have you talked to them about going with you or considered taking them for 
for the experience. Yeah, actually, I'm hoping that one of my brothers can come with me next year. Oh, yeah. Your older brother or your younger brother? My older one. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be very cool. <laughs> You've been to China. You said you mentioned Cotter. Where else have you gone? Where would you like to go? Well, I've been to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and Hong Kong. So. And which was the biggest culture shock? China. Yeah? Well, I don't know. Maybe Cotter. That was... Being in a Muslim, like, completely Muslim, radical Muslim area, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh. You, you probably saw a lot of people in the full Muslim gear um, where you only saw yeah. the eyeballs and stuff like that. Well, well, there were even some where you couldn't see the eyes. Like, they had a black mesh covering their eyes. Mm -hmm. So it was just all black. It was like a black sheet. Because the eyes are sinful, too. It's like a black ghost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so... You talked about places you've been. What about places you'd like to go to? Would you be interested? I mean, you said how intimidating it was just kind of being in an airport of a Muslim country. What about being a missionary in a Muslim country? Is that something that appeals to you or not so yeah. much? <laughs> well, actually, it is. For a long time, I've wanted to do a crumbing trip to a Muslim country, and I'm seriously considering it within mm -hmm. maybe the next year. But I not have alone, to get, right? No, <laughs> right? absolutely not alone. <laughs> Yeah, oh. I'll have to get a team to go with me, and there mm -hmm. are some people who are interested. That's wonderful. Say someone were interested in joining you yeah. in one of these adventures to China, how would they get a hold of you? And you know, we, we don't want to give out too much, too, too much information, information right. because we don't want you know the Chinese authorities to be like, yeah, we're totally interested in joining you <laughs> exactly where you're going to be in China. We'll meet you there with handcuffs. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So how can people get a hold of you? Um, you can contact me through Facebook. My name on there is Leah Jesse. Okay. And also, you can email me at astronomerleah at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there'll be some sort of process they can look right. forward to, making sure, like you said, that people that you bring know the gospel, are going right. to share it biblically without compromise, that they know what they're getting themselves into as far as, like, the laws in the country and things like that, I'm sure. Yeah, actually, this past weekend, I just finished writing a 23-page document detailing how we operate these missions, mm -hmm. and then also a two-page application form that I want everyone to okay. do, just to make sure that we know who's coming. Great. Mm -hmm. right. Very cool. So your email address, you said astronomer Leah. That implies that you are into astronomy. <laughs> right. No. Not at all. <laughs> for for those of us who don't know what that big fancy word is, what what is astronomy? Well, we know it's not astrology, honey. Right. Right. We're not going to go. Through that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do well, know the difference now. Now. <laughs> astronomy is the study of the stars, the study of the universe. And you used to do um, ministry work kind of with that, right? You would do like stargazing yeah. and share the gospel with people. That's really cool. Leah, we know that you have an upcoming mission trip to China. What about locally? What are you doing locally for <laughs> ministry? I try to each week go out and share the gospel at the abortion mill and try to talk to the people going in and try to offer help to them. And then also each week we have the Bible study and outreach at UC. Mm -hmm. mm. And I really enjoy that as well. You're, you're really great at the abortion clinic at engaging people. Like Ryan's great at, share, at open airing there, but I've noticed that you're more um, trying to get materials into people's hands and and talk to them. And, and I think we need that. We need both of that. You know? Oh, yes, definitely. So, 
yeah, that's been a real blessing having you there. And just to have someone that we can go and minister alongside on, on a regular basis is a blessing. So It's great to have a witness, you know, so that it's not my word against theirs. Yeah. <laughs> like when the police show up yeah. today, which the police are, are very nice here in Cincinnati. They, 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 are. they take good care of us out there. Mm-hmm. Leah, it's been, it, it's been a pleasure, a pleasure. to it, yeah. have you on the show and, Again, it's astronomerleah at gmail.com is where they can get a hold of you to sign up for the mission trip. We can put a link on the show notes, right, honey? Yes, absolutely. We'll have a link on the show notes to that and to your your Leah Jesse Facebook page so people can contact you there. Well, thank and you for having me. We've been wanting to, to get you on our show for a while now, so this is great that we had this opportunity. Yeah, and you know now we don't have to worry about any other shows stealing you away from us, <laughs> even though we had first dibs. Yeah. Silvestro. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love Anthony. Yes, don't, we, we love, don't we be love mean. those guys. Uh, <laughs> Creation Revival Radio and uh, part of the G220 Radio Network. They're wonderful guys over there. They yes. do some great work. I wish their audio quality was better, but they do some great work. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Witness Radio. Visit witnesstalkradio.org to read the show notes and let us know what you think of today's episode. Mm-hmm. Was there a question that we should have asked that we didn't? Mm-hmm. Let us know in the comments. Let us know on Facebook and Twitter and other social media areas. Don't forget to share the episode with your friends. And now that the show is over, it's time for you to go, to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. May God bless you. <laughs> Bloopers. Just fix your mic here because, you know, no, no Muniac radio show would uh, work without <laughs> a mic fix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just going to keep going. I'm not even going to touch that today. <laughs> I didn't realize that 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 was what had happened. Who? Gabe? Alright, let me go take care of it. Gabe, go to bed. So this is what happens when you have four children and they're not asleep. (laughs) Alright, you ready? Why don't we take it from the false conversion part? Insert Living Waters commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Just one shameless plug after another the whole episode. (laughs) Gee, it's like he's trying to tell me something. (laughs) All right. All right. We ready to? Leah, come on over. And we're back at Witness Radio. Visit us online at witnessradio.org or check us out on Facebook or Twitter. And And I want to make sure that you go to the right website because Elaine said the wrong one. I am so sorry. We we don't have witnessradio.org. Don't go to witnessradio.org. Go to Witness Talk. Radio.org. <laughs> I'm so used to faith and family. I gotta get used to witness talk radio. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> you're getting on me about the mic again, aren't you? Well, it, it's hard because of our, I know, our setup, I know, I so. know. This show has been a production of the Muniac family. Please pray for us as we continue to minister in the tri-state area and around the globe with Christ-centered programs.